0: On the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy! Who is the companion? Welcome back to the podcast. Um... If you remember last week, we were talking about how sometimes it's not always easy to record on a perfect schedule. Uh, Sometimes it's because I live on the road as a truck driver, and other times it's because uh, some people give birth. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, my wife gave birth to our second child His name's Finn um, So that's what happened on You know, Sunday So during Sunday, Monday, a little bit today um, We were in the hospital so I couldn't really record a podcast So that's why this episode's getting out just a little bit late But it's it might still come out today, who knows uh, So that that explains that and i think um, we should but, also mention uh how last week's episode uh had a lot of yeah, issues yeah well yeah we we first of all we already knew that we had some technical difficulties last week because the recording cut out 20 minutes of the of what we said at the very end yeah um so we knew that part but once we edited it and put it out there we found out <laughs> that it was skipping the the first half that recorded skip yeah um and when we re- recorded the end portion of it that apparently did not right so, so there there was something wrong with my recording settings uh and somehow that resulted in a lot of skipping on my end and uh and so we just we, it it sounds like a lot of incomplete sentences basically <laughs> in that podcast, so it's a little hard to listen to. So hopefully this week will be better. I've changed my settings. Well, see, and so far they seem to be, be working. But uh, I hope that's that stays. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, it's funny because um, a lot of the times I I was testing out different settings on these. You know, audio recording editing apps that do different things, and one of them is like a silence transcoding trans. I don't can't I can't think of the word, but it basically cuts out silence. That if we're just sitting there trying to think of what to say, it cuts that out. Right. Uh, But there's different settings for that. So if you go a little bit too much, so if one of us says something quietly it'll cut that out too so it depends on how quiet quiet is right um and it it kind of sounded like that if the settings were on like s- super loud so it yeah. cut out a lot um unfortunately it it's kind of weird that way but but it was it was so not the recording did, though i did i did cuz i did uh some more tests and was having the same issue with with other with other parts as well so Hopefully, my settings will work today, and you're also recording on your end, so we'll also have a backup I'm trying to to get, yeah, backups. Gotta have backups, because we don't want a stupid podcast. Alright. So, if this is the first time listening to this podcast, welcome. Uh, Tell others about us, because word of mouth is the best way to get things across. Um, We talk about Doctor Who for the most part. We talk about other shows sometimes. Um, but for the most part it is a doctor who podcast. We're Hoovians; That's how it goes and uh That's why we, we are also... smaller on the outside as the name of the podcast. Yep. And uh we're from the United States instead of the UK, so we see things differently as we said in the last podcast, uh if you listen to that. And this episode's brought to you by TV. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but it should be, as we like to say. Um, So, check out that website. But, uh, yeah, we're on to the second episode of Doctor Who, Uh, and uh, one thing we're noticing is a little bit of a theme, this episode is also a competition episode, just like the first one. And Um, that's because it continued with basically the same uh, enemy, almost, the Stenza. The Stenza. Yeah. Now I thought you were talking about the power of three had the enemy of the Stenza. I, I guess no, I wasn't. it wasn't Stenza. That was uh. Uh, something else. I don't. I can't remember right now. Stenza was the was the not. basically the dude with the with the teeth in his face. That's Tim Shaw. Yeah, Tim Shaw. But he's from the Stenza race um. or whatever. Yeah. He okay. That's all kind of part of the same thing. He's trying to win the same award that they're trying to get to on this uh, episode, right? The so uh, the power of three that was the chakri. The chakri stanza. Too many. Okay, all right. Okay, alien so, creatures, yeah. alien villains. Yep. So it's another. It's another competition. Uh, it's it's related to the stanza, but it's not exactly the same thing. Uh, but basically the people, I think it was the people on this planet were, uh, they did their, their stuff to try to fight against the Stenza or something. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So got a couple, uh, ans uh, questions answered in this episode. Uh, the main ones were being, you know, where's our theme song and then where's the TARDIS? (laughs) Those two questions were answered in this episode. Um, what did you think about the theme song? Is, it the opened. Works. It opened up with the, the the new title. Well, what I told you. Is I mean, you are more familiar with the classic series, right? And what I'm feeling like this is like a kaleidoscope. Kind yep. of how the classic series yeah, worked the classic a little series bit. Did a lot but it's of. It's more modernized. It's more modernized. Yeah, it's, it's not really a time vortex, though. It's just like stuff uh it it <laughs> seemed like it, almost a mix of like the patterns type stuff and then towards the end it sort of seemed like they were going through it so sort of it, like sort of a- it's it like zoomed through it it's very watery it's very col kaleidoscopy like a mirrory uh image uh, with a lot of just kind of weird oozing visuals and it's very it's kind of a short intro isn't it it doesn't Is last it- very long I don't know. Um, I-, I liked it, though. I thought it looked good. There's no TARDIS in it. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of that oozing uh, visuals. It just kind of glops around, and then it zooms in. It says Doctor Who, and then the episode title. And this episode was called The Ghost Monument. Right. Now, of I course, think the thing with the TARDIS the episode, flying through the theme... I think the thing with the TARDIS flying through the theme was started with uh, Eccleston. I don't think that was really part of the classic series. Maybe I, not. As far but it as as far as I can sense. remember, I could be wrong on that. But as far as I can remember, it made sense. I mean, it was the Doctor going through the time vortex, going through the space time continuum, whatever, right. it made sense. It kind of total a story. It, it it was part of the show, if you will. Um, so. It's called the Ghost Monument, and if you've seen the episode, you know that the Ghost Monument is the TARDIS. Mhm. Um, and that so to me, when I when when they announced that, which we'll get to that a little bit later, but it seems like the TARDIS must have been on the planet for quite some time. I'm guessing. Yeah, but we don't know how long it is. I don't. If, I'm if, not if, entirely if they, sure if, if, they if they see it, matters. it as a monument. It must have been there for a while. I think. Yeah. It's it's like it's it's kind of like um the the various times in the show where something's stuck in time and it kind of um, right. skips if you will. There's um, actually if, there's actually a Doctor Who crossover with the Sarah Jane Adventures that's it's just like that where the the TARDIS gets stuck and then it's kind of phasing in and out of time and they have trouble getting back to it. Yeah, and that's with uh David Tennant in it. So that's pretty good. Okay, so this episode kind of continues on. It does actually continue exactly where the last one left off. I was wondering if it was going to do that, or if it was mm-hmm. just going to explain how they got out of it later on. Um, no, so they're I all floating was out gonna, in space. I, th- I felt they had to answer that. Yeah, I thought it was going to answer it, but it was possible that they could have just explained it instead yeah, of. Yeah, it, w- it, it did. Us. It did. You know, just kind of very quickly show them get picked up and then skip forward a little bit so <laughs> yeah so all right they're in space they're floating around uh they should all be dead but it's okay uh no i mean haven't you seen the <laughs> <yeah>. last Jedi <laughs> well of course <laughs> that's what's gonna happen they're all gonna use the force yes um uh, well yeah but you also right before the end of the episode So, um, the last episode, she was saying, hold your breath, not you, me, but even you, come on, you hold your breath. Well, no, she didn't expect them to come with her. No, it doesn't matter if they came with her or not, if she's, if still, if she's the only one that held her breath, she still held her breath, and something bad should happen if you hold your breath in space. Yeah, see that's the thing. Yeah, holding your breath is is a bad idea when you're in when you're in stuck in space. But I don't think she's expecting to be stuck in space. I, I don't know if she's she's probably expecting to be right outside the TARDIS or something. But yeah, in real life, if you hold your breath while you're in space, it it'll get sucked out of your lungs, which will uh, damage damage you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's got it, What's his name? If, I don't know. But if you blow if you blow it out immediately then you know you're gonna pass out but you'll but you'll have a stronger chance of surviving okay yeah so that's what happens actually right after this point what happens a ship shows up in space right a ship shows up and it grabs okay it grabs Graham and brian correct uh Graham and ryan you mean Let's say, okay, yeah, Ryan, Brian, you know, same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I think so. It grabs them, because apparently, even though they were all in the same exact spot, same time you saw them all together, somehow, some way, one ship grabbed Ryan and Graham, and one ship grabbed the Doctor and Yaz. Yeah. Like, the uh, the boys and the girls were split up, basically. Basically. Um And uh except it's the girl the girl pilot picked up the boys and the boy pilot picked up the girls. That's how it works (laughs) And so it's at this point that you know, the companions, it's their first time out in space, right? They're they're freaking out and uh they're having a good old time and well, if you can call that a good time. But something's going wacky we kind of learn that they're all on kind of a competition. They're all, but do we learn that right offhand? No, that's uh, not until they get to the tent, I think. So it's after the North by Northwest scene. I think so, yeah. Okay, so they both kind of crash land on a pl- on Tatooine, right? Right, and when they when they uh, land, you get to see their ship from the outside more clearly and it to me it looked like something out of firefly yeah it, it kind of when they got picked up the first thing i was thinking wasn't firefly i was thinking of uh, battlestar galactica okay and then yeah once you see it outside especially in the daytime on that planet you, you start right. thinking serenity firefly and all that um which is kind of cool and it's not you know Probably it's not, not, uh, it's the not case. perfect copy of anything from Firefly. It just kind of felt like that kind of style to me, you know. Right, it, it, it you're pretty spot on though. It, it, it's very close. Yeah. So one one ship lands and then the other ship crash lands. I think, and the one holding the doctor crash lands. And I swear they're they're kind of copying off of North by Northwest, a very uh, Famous scene um, of the guy running away from the airplane coming straight for him, right? And it, it was just like that exposed it was the spaceship. Um, and then everybody is together, and this is kind of around the same time where we learn that everybody's, um, you know, trying to win a competition, and that yep. the boy, the boy pilot, the girl pilot, they are a married couple or separated or something to the degree. They're no. both trying to get. No, they're they just, they know each just, other. They're just contestants. <laughs> they, they know each other from, from the contest, but I don't think they're. Wow. Oh, I thought they had a, Oh, I thought they had a bigger connection and they sp- split up or something because no, of the competition. No. I'm pretty sure that's no. not the case. It's just uh, a history. No, no. Cause the, the girl pilot said she had a, a wife that was killed by the Stenza. guess i missed it <laughs> you missed that huh yeah i guess so my bad because i think <laughs> it was uh ryan sinclair said something like my nan was killed by the stenza and then then the girl pilot was like yeah my wife too something like that um yeah oh, no no it was, it was of Graham it... that said my wife was killed by the stenza and then uh the female pilot was like yeah mine too but how did they get the word stenza where did it they get ma- that? It was mentioned because uh, we know uh, Tim Shaw, and then we know the, you know the, tentacle face guy. I don't remember them ever saying Stenza. Oh no, that was mentioned in the first episode for sure. The Tim Shaw was describing the contest or whatever, and he said, you know, that he was part of the Stenza. I see. Okay. So, another thing I missed. Um, So, they're walking through the dunes of Tatooine. And uh, they find a big white tent. And that's when they go in and see the hologram dude. Who's basically saying, here's... Welcome to the... I don't know if it's the final step or whatnot of uh, of the contest. Mm -hmm. And you just need to get to the end here. The Rally something, of the Twelve Galaxies. The Rally of the Twelve Galaxies. You have to basically survive. Don't go out at night. Uh, and then you win. You win basically a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I forget the exact amount, there, but it not Wasn't there really a movie matter. like that? There's a lot of movies out like that. <laughs> Where you it's, race around the world to get to yeah, win, win yes, money. Yeah. Yes. I don't even remember, there, but that, that sounds familiar. There's a ton there's tons of movies just like that. Okay. Racing around the world to get money. Yeah, absolutely. Um so it's kind of like one of those stories and uh just alien version. Right. And uh now the ghost monument has nothing to do with the actual test, correct? It's just that kind was of the their goal. That was where they that's where they're supposed to be heading towards. It's, like, head towards the Ghost Monument, and that's around there is where you'll find your, you know... Well, they they figured ant. they were going to get to the the Ghost Monument. They figured they are going to get to the TARDIS, and then that was going to be... Whoever gets to the TARDIS first would be the winner, but then at the end, it's not there, so things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> things have changed. That's right. So... Now we, we kind of know where everybody's heading, not necessarily what they're going to run into, but we kind of have a, uh, an, an end goal for the episode. Mm. And you have all these, just basically uh, the companions, the doctor, and these two pilots. The best uh, friends. The, the, the best friends. These are my best friends, uh, she said. These are my best friends. You know she's she's got a few uh one-liners that could be her lines that she's said so far, yeah. Um, I'm not you know it could be anything, so I, I'm not gonna say anything. But um, I could see her saying a bunch of these lines over and over again. Okay. So they go out into the Sahara Desert. Oh, Tatooine. did we, did we mention the name of the planet? No desolation desolation yes yep it's desolate <laughs> all right so they're heading out we kind of learn a couple things the doctor has like a spock power with her pinky uh it goes into the yeah. guy's neck kinda oh, stops oh no cold. she said she said uh, venusian aikido which uh is a reference to the third doctor. The third doctor used that. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's uh, that's that's definitely a very, very clear reference to the third doctor. Did he do it he a lot? Was always, he was always doing, like, karate type moves, and he always called it, like, a Venusian something or other, I think. Gotcha. So, let's see. They can't cross the water because it's poison or it's flesh eating or something like that. So they have to kind of build a boat. It was, yeah, there was um there, yeah, there was something in the water and they also said the air was toxic as well. So they had, I think there was a vehicle nearby that they had to fix. Basically. It's kind of like a boat, like raft type thing that they build. Um and then they sail across the sea and get attacked by clothes, but that's not yet. Let's see. You know it's funny because when they run <laughs> to the other side of the building or, or the other side of the island, they see this big building. Kinda looks like a water park mall type place that's it's been a abandoned ruin for- it's a ruins of some kind. And yeah, they I mean, said they have to get through the ruins. I'm thinking why don't they just go around it? <laughs> it's easier to just go straight you know? across. Uh but yeah, was the first thing I thought of. In the it end, I think very... it probably would have been easier to go around, but <laughs> I just thought that the ruins looked very earth-like. Okay. To me, like it, it looked like an amusement park or a A shopping center or something from the outside that's been dead for, you know, a a long time. Hmm, I didn't notice that. So, they kind of separate, at least the guy does, the guy pilot. Everybody else kind of sticks together. Because the guy's kind of like a jerk. Oh yeah, it kind of looks like a mall. That's what I'd say. Yeah, it's, uh, that's the first thing I thought it was mall, and then I was thinking uh cuz of the color I was like a water park or something, I don't know. Uh the yeah. place is heavily heavily guarded by robot guards that are literally just kind of there shooting at the traps. Yeah, they're that's literally all the the whole purpose of them. They go down into the basement and they see uh like a shooting range. Very reminiscent of an actual shooting range that you would find here on Earth. Yeah, they've got human-shaped so, uh, targets. Yeah, yeah. It's possible so, that this th- could be related to human human uh, past of some kind. Well, uh, well, th- was this used as maybe a? I I can't remember where did they because they mentioned the stenza. Was this place yeah. used as practice for their first the stenza's uh, game? You know, maybe it could be. I don't know. Uh, I don't all I they know is that there's them, a lot of Earth-like exactly. things going on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this whole episode's very much a like a thing. like a game. It's just one big game that they're all playing. Even though the Doctor and her companions aren't and really players of the game, they're just trying to get to the TARDIS. So they're just kind of there. Right, Um, so much like a game that um, they, like the guy, he picks up a gun off the ground, he's like I've played a lot of Call of Duty or something like that, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) These video games are ruining our youth, you see. Thinks that (laughs) life is a video game, so he goes out there literally and starts shooting everything. And of course, they just respawn and start shooting him back, and He's like, well, that was a stupid idea. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) she's like, you know, no guns. And then he sees why she says that in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And she disables them with the EMP. Yeah. So, it's starting to get dark. And they're not supposed to stay out after dark. But hey, what the hey, you know? So... Mm -hmm. The guy's like, well, it's dark. I might as well take a nap. Actually, that's not what he said. The doctor actually told him to take a nap because that's what he does best, take power naps in order to save the day or whatever. Um, and while the guy is taking a nap, he's attacked by clothes. I don't understand this. These are creatures. Um. They're like they're like eels that um, kind of float around in the sky. Um, but it really is, it's like floating clothes or like something. Yeah. And they try to, they try to strangle him and everything and they stop that from happening. And again, they run away and then they end up outside where there's like a whole bunch of these floating clothes things. Um and they say I things think they're just the, those are just the aliens on that planet, I think. You think that's what the aliens look like? Okay. I think and, so. And yeah. uh and if they come together they turn into a big tentacle face. Um no. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's connected, yeah. <laughs> but they do. They said something to the doctor, something really important. Do you remember what they said? I can uh check. Like when they're all out <laughs> When they're all out in the desert, and they're all kind of digging at their feet um, to, you know, make everything grounded before what they do what they do, they say something to the doctor to try to get into her head. Let's see... So they see they okay. They're somehow able to see into her mind. They see that she's uh, new, that she's afraid of her newness. I think they said, and they they called her the timeless child, timeless referring, referring child. to her past of some in some way. Timeless child, timeless child. Okay, do you think that's gonna come into effect later on? The timeless child, like maybe that's I, yeah. An episode I think title? that. I, I think the way that was, uh, it could be a, that could be maybe the finale, but uh, I don't know. That I think that specific wording sounds like it might lead to something more. It's, it's possible. I like that. Tie. It's like that is like an episode title, the timeless child. Right.
1: Well, so, there's the empty child,
0: possible. right? Is that. The <laughs> empty child, the timeless child. Yeah. All right. So the way that she deals with these alien creatures is the whole time that this cloth-like thing is getting into her head and t- talking to her and trying to freak her out. Uh, they're all digging into the ground to try to make things grounded to get them lower than the ground itself. So they kind of drop to the ground and Graham or... Was it Graham or was it the guy pilot? The the guy Who, pilot had a cigar with him, so I think it was him. Yeah, And the, it was a special cigar because you snap your finger and it lights, right? And apparently... These alien creatures are really combustible. Was it the creatures or was it the atmosphere? Because they did say the atmosphere was toxic, so I think it might have been the atmosphere. It could have been the atmosphere. I think that's I why they were digging under the the ground level because once they were underground level, they could get like sort of under the main atmosphere. I think. Okay. I guess it makes sense. Um, and so it kind of burns them alive. It's, it, it doesn't obviously stop. The entire planet of alien creatures. It's just it, it it protects them long enough to get back into the daylight, so they can you know escape another night or whatever escape mm-hmm. that night, and uh, it saves them some time before night falls again. Um, at this point, they've basically won the game, or at least the pilots have, because the pilots are the actual ones who are playing the game. So they run into another white tent. And the well, whole first, thing Well, was- first they were going to have. First they were like, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. And then they just sort of choose to win together, which reminded yep. me a little bit of Hunger something Games. else. Yeah, Hunger Games. So- <laughs> Hunger Games. Um, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of Hunger Games a little bit. But the whole idea was like, we're both going to win. And I guess they made a threat that if they. <laughs> If they didn't let them win together, they'd come and attack that guy. Uh, whatever. And he's like, alright, fine. You both win. Whatever. And then basically it's like, here you go, here's your money. And then they zapped him away into their own planets, or own worlds, or whatever. But left the Doctor and her companions on that world to die, basically. Because once night falls again... They don't really have a way to right. They thought fight they were the stranded creatures. there because they didn't see the TARDIS when they got when they hmm. got to the tent. They thought they would see the TARDIS and it wasn't there. It just wasn't. Yeah. So they thought they were going to be stranded there. The pilots were like uh, another another condition. Let's let's take the doctor and her friends with with us. And he's like no, and he snaps. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. So they're left on their own, and they think <laughs> the doctor's like yeah, we're gonna die. And uh, already given up, apparently. But it doesn't take too long before you start hearing the wheezing and the woozing of the TARDIS. Yep. Right? You start seeing the ghost monument, the the TARDIS on the hill. And she says, uh, my beautiful ghost monument, come to daddy, but no, no, come to mommy. Yeah. Uh, And also, uh, she mentioned that it looked a little different, too. Like they uh, uh yes. they redesigned it, I think. Like the, the outside it wasn't a white paper with the you know, with the information on it. It was like a, a black, black Black with white. Did you with, not know this before seeing the show? No, I didn't I didn't know anything about the TARDIS. Oh, sorry. I knew that one too. That one came along with the uh <laughs> with premiering who the doctor was, her her um her introduction video, yeah, where the TARDIS showed up, it was her TARDIS, it, and of course there was people talking about it all over the place too, oh. along with the video. Well, basically, there, there's saying two things. It's there's... a it's a dirtier looking TARDIS. It's a little bit skinnier. The it's not perfect blue like with Matt Smith's. it's yeah. it's, it's grungier on the outside. The it has a black, yeah, outside paper thing. The tops—it's not paper. White, it's think. more like a—it's more like a shiny plaque. Yeah, it is. And the tops—I don't think are white either. I think those are black as well. Mm. Uh, and then she told the TARDIS she didn't have her key, so it opened even though she could have snapped her fingers. I know. I was, uh, we, I mean, <laughs> I was saying the same thing. Yeah, so, and then so here's here's a couple things about that is I. If I watched the video and the TARDIS was in the background or something, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. The only reason I noticed it here is because they really focused on it. Yeah. Second it of all, I don't read know. discussions either, so I wouldn't have read any analyzation about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is when we start to see the new TARDIS. And she's the one that said, oh, you decorated, not talking to another doctor, but talking to the TARDIS. Right, it's com. It's a common. It's a common thing as when a, uh, a doctor enters a TARDIS that they're not familiar with. They say, "You de- redecorated." I don't like it. But she says, "You've redecorated," it and then wait. It looks around for a couple of minutes and says, "I really like it." <laughs> oh my! Goodness gracious! Uh, how do you like the new TARDIS interior? It's a little weird. It's 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 a lot different than I thought it would be. Instead of being you know, pink with flower designs and and uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> it's no, very it, it... it's very alien. Her entire theme of the show is very color oriented with yeah, yellow. It's colorful and it it seems very uh, it just seems very alien style like like. You can tell this is an alien ship, not just some sci-fi ship, you know? Yeah, it, it, she's okay, she's got a yellow sonic screwdriver. She's yeah. got a yellow interior for the TARDIS, which is mostly yellow. She's got some blue round things, right? And yeah, then, uh, blue uh, hexagon round, yeah, some stuff yep, like that. And then there's these, I don't know, these. there's these like... Claws sticking out from the uh, bottom of the interior of the TARDIS that were also yellow. That there was is sort, that to me was a little bit like uh, Eccleston and Tennant's TARDIS. It had sort of those those big uh, yellowish pillars. Yeah, and they were sort of like that, but they were a little bit more structured in a pattern. Mm-hmm. It's almost like almost like a like a like a hand clawing into the console, you know yeah and people were actually or spider uh, or something. people were comparing the interior to this uh to a little bit of David Tennant's, yeah uh, at least with the color design oh he by had, the way, and this is something yeah. we 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 mentioned last week is that we thought that she she seemed a lot like David Tennant um and apparently she had not really watched much of Doctor Who before she started working on it. She obviously worked with David Tennant. Um, but he was very different in Broadchurch than he was in Doctor Who, so I don't think she really picked up on him that way, unless that's how he is outside the show, I don't know. Well, but, I, well, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I sense him in a lot of the stuff that he does, regardless. Yeah. Uh, well, just, you see Broadchurch his personality. It's, very, he, it's, it's, it's nothing like anything you've seen him do, probably. Yeah. Um, the last thing that we can kind of see that's going on with the interior of this is there is a, um, uh, one of those sand, uh, time pieces, uh, whatever it's called, the, uh, hourglass. Uh There's an hourglass in Yeah, there's an hourglass, there's an hourglass there. and I thought and I saw, like, a glowing TARDIS. Yeah, like a, a glowing, gl- uh, police box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Item. It's not It's it's not glowing, it's like a, a plastic, a spinning glass... Um, yeah, maybe a glass, glass or plastic Tardis that spins. It's kind of like the the other Tardis is where you have the thing that goes up and down, up and down, which right, makes the Right, but it's got an actual sound. police box on it, which is interesting because the police box is actually not what the Tardis is supposed to look like. <laughs> right, that's it. It's just kind of goofy. I don't know. And yeah. then of course a cookie printer. Right. What I don't know. It prints out a cookie or a cracker or something, and then. And then she eats it. So I mean, hey, I guess we're gonna see a lot of that. Um, and then now, what she I liked about the ending now uh, is I like how it goes. You know, it, it goes, the and then it goes to the credits instead of the preview. Now I don't know if BBC America did that because I didn't watch it on BBC America this time, but it it cuts to the you know it has that sound that make lets you know that the show is ending. <laughs> And then it goes to yeah. the credits before the preview. So I don't have to quickly scramble for my remote saying, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, because this is, I think this is something they did with Christopher Eccleston. Um, Eccleston and Tenet were both like that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, eventually there was a next time on, but um, yeah. I think, I think what they would do with uh, Eccleston and Tenet is they would have that sound effect and it would show the title card. But it wouldn't go to the credits first. It would show the title card across the whole screen. By the time that title card was uh, across the whole screen, then it would start playing the trailer. Uh, except yeah. in the case of like uh, "To Be Continued, where where they didn't want you to know right away what was going to happen next. Yep. Um, but for this one, they do they do the they do the sound effect and then they do the credits and then they do the trailer, which I like because, uh, as you know, we don't like. To be spoiled, and so it's better to not watch the previews if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, and so avoiding the previews is, you know, that's it makes it so much easier to avoid the previews when they don't automatically just start playing at the end. Yes. So again, that's on the that's on the BBC version, of BBC America. So I don't know for sure. If it's the same case because when we watched it last week on BBC America they started the preview without any sound effect it just immediately started going <laughs> yeah into the preview so who knows well yeah there's a lot of things wrong with BBC CA oh yeah hey you gotta know that the BBC had to sign off on BBC a. hmm <laughs> well, no, they pr- they give them um they probably give them a, a chopped up version of the episode and say you can fit commercials in here here and here and then BBC America probably maybe makes tweaks to some a- aspects of it too like maybe they speed things up or they or they uh you know they cut out certain parts or they or they chop off the ending or something. <laughs> <laughs> chop off the ending. That'll do it. The remnants like oh, oh by the way, those, those creatures in the uh, episode—they were called the remnants. The remnants, shroud-like the remnants. creatures encountered by the thirteenth doctor on Desolation. Mm. The remnants. So far, uh, just a bunch of original villains, like kind of what we. Thought I think it would that's. Be. I think that's the theme of this this uh, season. Is they're they're not going to go with any existing villains. I think. Yeah. This kind of do something new, uh, but if you do a lot of original stuff, I mean, something's gonna be great. Some things are gonna be like, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, right. I think um. I think the way you counter that is if you do have a connecting theme to it all, uh, or an arc, even better. Like uh, I believe Chris Chibnall, he was the showrunner for Torchwood season two and what they did you know they had basically it was procedural mostly but there was definitely like you had an idea of what was coming towards the end of the season and and it, it they kept building towards that throughout the season and so i think if you if you do a lot of that you know experimenting with different stories and different villains and stuff you can do that as long as it feels like it's connected to something bigger you know yeah and, and i i feel like there's they're doing that a little bit with the stenza uh, but uh, we'll see if it if it grows into anything more than that. It's hard yes. to say. Or maybe the Timeless Child is going to be the more, more of the connector. I don't know. Right. Who knows? Okay, so... Now that we have a little bit more of an idea, a little bit, because now we have our introduction, we got our TARDIS, we got our Doctor Who lines, even though I didn't hear anything... Considering smaller on the outside or bigger no, on the inside? No, they didn't actually. They just said how do you fit all this inside a police box? hmm That's the closest they got to saying it's bigger on the inside. So you know hey. Um so let's see what we got here. Yep, yeah, so how how are we feeling? Do we have uh getting a little bit more comfortable with the doctor? I I was comfortable with her in the last episode, so I'm fine. (laughs) Well, then. Uh, Well, I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with who she is. I think she's getting a little bit more in her element and not trying as hard, you know. But, you know, so far so good. I have to delete some episodes on a podcast. uh, Running out of storage. Uh yeah, we're using a hundred and five percent. Let's see. Well, that's not good. Nope, overage. Okay. Anyways, um, what do you think of the episode in general? I it was okay. Nothing special. I don't think. I, think I, I it like. Ex- yeah. I liked exactly the, like that, the we first the I liked that we got the theme. I like that we got the theme. I like that we got the to see the new TARDIS and I like that it was connected to the previous episode, but aside from that, I didn't find the story all that interesting. Well, we didn't have anything that connects it to a third episode. Right. So, not that. Um, I, I, like I, like, kind of like how you said, I, I think that it's okay. There's nothing super special, at least not yet um it's got a ways to go but at least it's going in the right direction yep um do we know i guess we don't i i actually know i do know the uh, episode title of the next episode i think i've seen it but i've forgotten it so i don't remember yeah, I know a little bit about the episode, but n- not really. Um, and I I know I know two things, but I, I will not say anything else about that. Good. <laughs> Most people will be like, you know. some people noticed it and are like, oh, because it was in the trailer. So. Uh. But. But it doesn't say anything about story wise just you know plot points right you know it doesn't say what happens in it it's just you know you know random random things so we'll get there to we'll get there next week and probably be a bit more on time next week <laughs> hopefully, yeah, uh, um. But, yeah, lots of things went on this weekend, so couldn't really be on top of things. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. And you just All got right. home a few hours ago, right? Yep. Thought so. So, still got lots of things to do around the house yet. So, so that is what I'll have to get to pretty here, uh, soon here, so... You have yeah. anything else to add about the episode? Um, not nah, like I said, I didn't think it was that much of a memorable episode, so not really. So far, as far as what we expected with the series once uh, Chris Chibnall came in, based off of his um, episodes in the past, you know, it's not that surprising. Right? Yeah, so that's far. the thing. Is he had. I would say they're not bad episodes, but they're not super memorable either. I I think his best episodes were, from from what I remember, were the the Silurian ones. Mm -hmm. Like, he had the Silurians, uh, the two-parter, and then he brought them back for the dinosaurs on a spaceship as well. Of course they did. Um, Yeah, he's an okay writer, but as far as a series writer, we have yet to see how he's going to connect Doctor. Well, like I, I said, he, I, think he runner, I think he was a showrunner. I think he was a showrunner for Torchwood Season 2, and I really liked what he did with that. So I think there's a lot of potential there. And I, I also liked what he did with Broadchurch, but that's a completely different kind of series. Torchwood's a lot more closer to Doctor Who. So I yeah. like what he did with that, and so I think there's a lot of potential there. It's just it's going to be... I think it's going to be a slow burn and we'll, we'll see how that works out later. Yeah. Well, only time can tell. Um, so yeah, next week, uh, is going to (laughs) be, uh, (laughs) all right. Yeah. Anyways, we will be back next week talking about a whole new episode of doctor who, um, so make sure that if you like this podcast, you gotta make sure that you subscribe, that you comment, that you review, and tell others that we exist. Because if you don't, we will remain to be unseen, um, <laughs> unheard. Uh only a few of you have listened to us, really. Because the the point is, what do you mean? There's there's millions of listeners. The millions of li- listeners, yes. Uh, well, we would actually, honestly, have a little bit more if we were more consistent. Uh, we go on, we go on so many breaks. Uh, just not having a podcast. For oh, just like Doctor Who set time. Yes, <laughs> just, like Doctor, just like Doctor Who, but other Doctor Who podcasts find something else to talk about. Well, see, and that's the problem. If you, if you do a year, if you do a year long podcast, you're going to end up having to talk about spoilers. <laughs> Right? Yeah, because there's nothing else to talk about. That, there's nothing I else do. to talk about. You're gonna have to talk about it. So, like, I, too many I, theor- You get you get you'll build up so many theories that the end result's gonna be disappointing. So, yeah. I think uh, it's bad to talk about spoilers and it's talk bad to talk about too many theories because you're gonna end up uh, either spoiling what actually happens or you're gonna be disappointed that the actual result isn't quite what you thought it would be. Sort of like what happened with Star Wars. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> What I do, I, I actually I, I plan to do is to read the comics that are coming out. Soon. Okay, I yeah, think, that that could be something I we think can talk about next month, early next month. I think they're going to be coming out. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I'll be keeping my eye out, but be, and talk about what they're doing in the comics because what the comics are c- canonic, uh, canon. Aren't they're they? canon. They're 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 canon to the degree where. You can assume they happened, but they're not canon to the degree where they're likely to be referenced in the show and the show can, can uh, retcon them at any time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can. Um... So it, it's sort of like, it's sort of like um, the Expanded Universe was in Star Wars where y- you might as well take it as canon. And, you know, there could be Easter eggs here and there in the show. It's very rare, but it occasionally does happen but i wouldn't say like it's required, you know, knowledge or anything. Yeah. Okay, so that's what i'm kind of planning. I'm taking a look see there was a uh com- comic zero issue 0 um uh, for the 13th doctor that i kind of skimmed through. I didn't want to read it cuz it was so long. It, it went really? through literally it literally went through all of the doctors uh a little a mini story each for all of them that Oh wow, that uh, sounds cool. that uh i guess how many pages is it weaved a story together uh i forget how many pages it was normally with any given comic book you're looking at somewhere roughly around 30 pages that's what i was thinking 30 was normal that's that so that is a normal it was was more than that though oh yeah Um, So it was like a graphic novel? (laughs) I would say it's as long as that. I don't think it was 100 or anything like that, but it was a lot longer. Um, And it went through all the doctors. They had little mini stories that kind of connected to each other that basically it was the doctor. It was was the 12th doctor kind of um, reliving, you know, seeing his life flash before his eyes a little bit. Okay. As he was regenerating into the thirteenth Doctor, interesting. Um, that's basically what uh, issue zero was. But I, I'm more interested in, in reading her actual adventures and then than that. S- speaking of of uh, him and her, uh, <laughs> do you ever find yourself referring to the current Doctor as like his companions and things like that just by accident, just from from no. being so used to it? No uh no i've seen plenty of uh, dr quinn to be able to call a a doctor a female no i don't have an issue with that it's just (laughs) it's just that i'm so used to uh calling the doctor you know him and calling you know his companion his companions that i say that even for the current doctor like wait a minute no it's her companion and she sort of did the same thing in the episode come to daddy i mean i mean mommy or mummy (laughs) Well she is a very I feel like she's very tomboyish But that has more to do with A little bit um, yeah That 2000 plus years of Being Being a man You know it kind of Goes into your psyche a little bit Even though you're an alien You know you're a male alien for the most part And then you're a woman How are you supposed to act you know dainty (laughs) No Uh, So it it does make sense why she's tomboyish a little bit. Um, So I'm still interested in seeing her go into her own element. I don't think she's fully there yet, but I think she's getting there. She hasn't had an epic speech yet, has she? Uh, Epic speech? No. She's had some mini-speeches. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Yeah, the whole uh, I'm the doc no, I'm not the doctor. She didn't say that. She's she said I help anybody who asks for it and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but that was in the first episode. But yeah, epic speeches are, are one thing I like about Doctor Who, uh especially Moffat's era, I guess, but but you know, but you know, uh Tennant did that too and so did Eccleston's. They've all they've all sort of had their epic speech moments. But I think Matt yes. Smith is probably the most <laughs> out Mets. of all of them. Matt Smith was the most pronounced as yeah. far as speeches, um, but you know anybody could do it as long as they can really act it, you know, mm-hmm. or they can act their butt off to the point where it's like, and that's I think that's probably why I like them because then you can it really shows shows off what they can do, you know, as as authority, you know. Part of the doctor is fun being a friend, but also part of it is they, you know, they are in charge, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I like that about the speeches really show that off, I think. Yep. Okay. So, so stick around. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about the third episode of Doctor Who. Uh, That, let's see, what day is that? I don't know, because my calendar's not opening. It's on Sunday, is the episode. I don't... I can't... Uh, the 21st is when it airs. The 22nd is when we record. The 23rd is when it comes out. Okay. When when we release the podcast, most likely. Yep, yep, yep. So, stick around. That's what you should set your calendar to. Uh, subscribe... Email me at Dave at Dave examines movies dot com. Uh and follow us on Twitter and TV. My username is I am DWG and Andy is Morphin APG. That's right. Uh and those are the same usernames on, on both accounts, so you can find us there and see what we're up to and ask us questions and give us a shout-out so we can give you a shout-out back. Uh, other than that, uh, that's all we got for this week. I uh, hope you had fun, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> all right. That's Peace right. out. Peace out.